too kind. Thank you. Good morning. I'm excited to be here. It's uh, the last time I was here. You, there weren't as many people. And you've grown since the last time. It's just exciting, isn't it, to see so many people. And you, you've got to, you're going to have an overflow now. That's exciting, isn't it? Because the overflow is in a cafe. You know? I don't think anybody's going to be over here. <laughs> You know, black coffee for me, no sugar. And, you know, it's going to be exciting. And you've got 10 people being baptized. It's just exciting. When I look around, I thank God for what God is doing in this church. Is this a good church to be part of? You enjoy it, don't you, Rob? <laughs> is this a good church to be part of? It really is. I mean, right across, I mean, I'm just seeing churches growing all the time. I, I, CL's Christian Life Church, it, it's 500 people now. Uh, BCC, Birmingham City Church, it's the largest it's ever, ever been. Northampton is going after a, they'll, they'll sign a, a deal in the next few weeks, a big, big warehouse. The church has just really, really grown. Rugby is just off the charts in terms of, of the numbers of people coming to church and finding Jesus. And it's not just the large churches either. I, you know, I want to compliment the, the pastors and, and uh, the elders and the staff who have really helped churches like Ilkeston, who, like, again, small church, but largest than it's ever been in all of its history. God is doing great things. Amen? Amen? And if that don't put a smile on your face, there's nothing that's going to put a smile on your face. Don't let anybody tell you that church is in decline, because it's not in Elam anyway. Amen? That's, that's the best I can give. <laughs> uh, um, but, I, you know, I also know that, and uh, it's obvious within the theme of this morning, uh, of the songs and the exhortations, etc., the prayers, um, and within your theme, which I'm privileged to uh, come into uh, today, that life sometimes is is tough and and I'm, I want to speak a message into that of how do you how can you do life when the surprising or the shocking happens overnight or you enter into a season where it's just really really tough how do you do that and whether you're in derby or northern Nigeria or Iran or whether you're in a, a generation a long time ago in the first century when there's an old man, an old disciple, the last remaining disciple of the twelve and the closest friend to Jesus. When He's having to lead people like you and me. And with all of the problems of living under a Roman oppression, where you're living in uh, an, not only an atheistic um, culture, 
but in a culture where there's so many gods and goddesses, and above all that you have to worship the emperor, and if you don't, then you are going to die. And you have to lead a church like you and many churches in Western Turkey to keep on standing firm when it's really, really tough. And it's about 70 years after Jesus has walked the earth. And they are going through terrific trauma of persecution. And it is really, really difficult. And God shows him something. John sees something. He hears something. And then he realizes he needs to do something. And we're going to look at that this morning. Because if I'm going to help you to stand firm in your life, whatever's going on, then I want to do those three things. I want you today to look at something and to hear a sound and then do something. It will help you. In Revelation 4, that's where I am um, this morning. And the words say this. After this, I looked. I don't know what it means for you about after this, but for John, he'd just been speaking, writing a message to seven churches in Western Turkey. Amazing messages that they were. And then there's a pause, and then after this, I looked. It doesn't really matter necessarily what after this is, but it would be for, for all of you a variety of things. After the diagnosis, after the brokenness, after the shock, after that, just after that, John did something that you and I need to always do. It's possible to look again. It's possible to open your eyes and see and focus again. After this, I, I looked. You don't have to wallow and run away and harden your heart. You don't have to put the drawbridge up and say, nobody's going to hurt me ever again. You don't have to choose the emotions that come so easily to you and me. They come natural to us as human beings, but you don't have to do that. After this, I, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. 
and the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. How do I stand firm? It's my focus. It's what do I choose to see? What am I looking at? And the point of this whole revelation of this old man John who has this vision, the point of it is, is that to show us that there is more than what you can see or what you think that you know. In fact, sometimes what you see already and what you know already is not enough to move through the season that you are going to go through. You need to look again with fresh eyes, fresh ears, and with a fresh act before God. John's on the island of Patmos. He doesn't want to be there. He's a prisoner for the faith. He's with all the other prisoners on the island, being put there because that's the place where they all go. And he lived at this time of oppression from two emperors, Nero and Domitian, cruel, evil, wicked rulers. And he's not where he wants to be amongst the people. He's not itinerating. He's not teaching the people. But he is writing to them. And you may not be where you want to be today. And you may want to say, I wish I could just have a fairy, just a wave a wand. I wish I could just, I wish if God could just, God, you can do it. Why don't you just do it? If I were you, God, I'd do it. Just change it for me right now. And maybe God isn't doing that for you. And you can feel intimidated by all kinds of enemies that comes against you. But John looks and he sees it's an open door and it's a, a door to another world. It's a door to heaven and heaven's not far away. Heaven is like that. It's an open door. It's just a breath away. It's a blink of an eye and we are there. And he hears what he's heard before, a trumpet like voice and John in his culture as a Jew in his culture he knows what this trumpet sound is all about we are struggling as Christians in the West here 2,000 years later trying to understand some of this these things but in his culture a trumpet like sound was a sound of raising up a battle like we've been singing today it's a sound of a new day it's like God saying it's not over John and I want to say to you, <laughs> check your pulse. <laughs> it's not over. Come up here. It's a new day. Rise up. And at once I was in the spirit. And that's where the you and I need to be. We need to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's not in the presence of man or the presence of, 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 of the enemy uh, that we need to be. We need to make sure that if the enemy is around us, that we are in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he is here for you today. And he sees the throne. Verse 2. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone 
sitting on it. He sees the throne and it's occupied. Now he lives in a world where thrones, man-made thrones, and if you've been to Rome, you understand it. If you go on Google, you understand it. You've seen films of Rome, I'm sure. And the thrones and the power of Rome is so in the culture that he's living in. But he sees a throne and he sees that someone is sitting on it. And the message to him, to John is, John, it's not unoccupied. John, there's not a coronation to come. John, there's someone sitting on the throne in heaven. The throne seat of heaven, the greatest throne in the whole of the universe is taken, John. Whatever is happening in John's Life in his world, he realizes that the king that he serves is already on the throne. The king that you worship, and though there's all kinds of powers that come against your life in your world, and you may feel intimidated and threatened, and you may be afraid today, but I'm saying this to you, is that no king, no lord, no ruler, no nothing that comes against you is more powerful than the king that you've been worshipping today, who is on the throne of heaven. He's unmovable, he's unshakable, he's irreplaceable. John, everything is secure. John, don't worry, John, don't panic. Can you see the king is on the throne? And the one who sat there, had the appearance of jasper and ruby and a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Around the throne is this rainbow and it's a symbol of mercy. And aren't we so grateful that today that we can understand that and we can see that in the scriptures that around the throne is mercy, which means that you and I, who at times feel that we must be the worst sinner, we must be the worst man, the worst woman, we've really messed up today, we've really done it now, surely I can't get anywhere near there. Surely he's going to reject me now. I want to tell you this, that around the throne is a symbol that shows you that no matter who you are, what you've done, where you've come from, there is a place for you. Come nearer, come nearer, come today, come nearer to the throne today because mercy, 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 mercy is all over. See, all you get from your world is judgment, judgment, judgment. That's all you get. You're not good enough. You failed. You didn't do enough. You didn't jump high enough. You didn't get through the the hoops quick enough. Mercy. Mercy. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones 
and seated on them were 24 elders and they were dressed in white and had crowns of gold and on their on their heads and from the throne came flashes of lightning rumblings and peals of thunder from the throne came flashes of lightning or rumblings and peals of thunder. I, I, I'm showing you what to focus on. I'm showing you what to see. I'm trying to get you to understand what, what John saw as a Jewish convert, as a man st- still steeped in his culture and in the Roman culture, having a vision, and God trying to speak to him. God's trying to show him something. And today the Holy Spirit is doing exactly the same thing. Understand what John saw. You are secure by remembering all that God has done for you in your life. Now, if you've only been a Christian a month, take a month. But if you've been a Christian 50 years, think. Think. You're going through a tough time right now. You're going through an insecure moment right now. Just think. What's happening here is this, you see. Flashes of lightning rumble and peals of thunder. It trips off the tongue for the Jew. Flashes of lightning, rumblings of thunder, peals of thunder and rumblings. It, It comes so naturally. Why? Because when the Jew, when the Jew reads that, they're not reading, they're not reading it for the first time in that way. They're reading it right back into their ancient history, which is very much very much part of their life and very much part of their faith, is that that phrase, flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder, comes from Mount Sinai. And so John is automatically transported in his mind to what God did on that mountain when he met with Moses and he brought great revelation and it led to the exodus. It was a great move of God on earth on that mountain. And there was flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. John, do you remember the Sinai? Well, I want to say to you today, do you remember your Sinai experience? Do you remember your baptism? Do you remember when you were saved? Do you remember when you were baptized in the Spirit? Do you remember that moment when God stepped in and touched your life? Do you remember your healing? Do you remember those miracles? Do you remember those things when God just, you don't know where that provision came from, but God did it. Miracles upon miracles upon miracles upon miracles. And when you're going through it, you need to be reminded to look up again and see way back in your past of what God has done for you in your past because the God who did for you back then is the God who will do things for you today because Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. You've got to look up and you've got to see this. And in front of the throne, in front of the throne, there are seven lamps Blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. This is the completeness, the perfection, the number, the completion, the perfection of the Holy Spirit right in front of the throne. We're a work in progress, and God, who's begun a work in you, is going to complete it and will present you before the throne. The work of the Holy Spirit 
is our security today. What he has begun in your life, he'll complete. Spirit of, a ho- of, of God, the Holy Spirit of God, fall in this place. Fall on every man, young and old, every woman, young and old. Let them encounter the Spirit of God who's not finished with you yet. He's not completed yet. He's working on your life. He's working with you. And he'll take every circumstance to do it. He'll take people that are not nice. He'll use them and he'll complete the work in you. He'll take situations that you wish you never had and and, and didn't want to go through and he'll use them and bring good out of the bad for them. He's working right now in your life. He's working in this church. You thought you were just going to come into church today and maybe you'll meet with God. God brought you into church today. He's been working on you as you've been sitting there. He's working on you right now as you're battling sleep. You know what the message is? Wake up! (laughs) No, it's just a prophetic word I carry sometimes. In verse 6, also also in front of the throne in front of this throne here there was what looked like a sea of glass clear as crystal ancient people saw the sea as a chaotic evil to be feared not something to go anywhere near and be very very careful of it And their world, John's world, would certainly be chaotic, trying to do life under the Roman oppression. See, when Jesus calmed the storm, what do you think he was doing? He was saying to them, I am the one who can calm your chaotic life. When you're being pushed from pillar to post, when you're storm-tossed, And you don't know what to do. I'm your peace. When your prayers are not being answered, I'll calm your storm. I'll calm your heart. I'll bring peace into your soul so that you can get through. Jesus can calm your life today and he can do it again. This is your focus. This is what you need to see. Let me show you what you need to hear before we read these next few verses. I want you to know this, and you can, you can do your own research, and you can, you can go to Rome and visit these places because it's just amazing. But Nero had a golden house, and he had, in that house it had... It had frescoes all around it, um, on the walls, animals, all kinds of creatures. All of it adorning those, that, that, the rooms of that house. And Nero and Domitian all demanded to be known as Lord and God. With Domitian, every room in his palace had a throne. And it was all leading to the great throne. So he would sit on a throne in every room until he got to the great throne. 
So you couldn't walk into his palace without seeing thrones all around you. And in the public area, he had mythological creatures, again, frescoes. But they were reflective because he's so paranoid. And so they reflected because then he could see people from the reflection in the walls. John's, John has a vision coming out of that experience and that culture. And in verse 6, in the center around the throne were four living creatures and they were covered with eyes and in front and in back. And the first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a face like a man and the fourth was like a flying eagle. And each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. And day and night, day and night, eternally, day and night, never stop. There's a chant going on. There's a song going on day and night. And they never stop saying these words. So even right now, 2,000 years later, day and night, as I'm speaking to you right now, it's happening right now. There's a sound of heaven. And we don't know what the tune is. And we don't know what the chant is like. But we know what the words are. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. These four creatures and their eyes are everywhere. It's nothing to do with paranoia. It is power. John, I'll show you power. And now, open your ears, John. There is a sound. There's a sound. powerful, that God is holy, and that God is eternal. And when you're going through it, and when you're going through a storm, and when you're going through a tough time, and there's a difficult season, it's what you see, but it's also understanding that there is a sound which is greater than the sound of the world that's coming against you, and the voices in your mind, and the doubts in your heart, and you're wondering whether you're going to get through it, and the voices are just saying oh, negative, negative upon you. But when you lift up your eyes, the Holy Spirit wants you to hear a sound of heaven Today, it's a sound of worship. It's a sound of praise. It's declaration of the words of heaven. The holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is forevermore. It's the sound that you need to hear. Thanks, Worthy is the Lamb was slain, holy, holy is he, Jesus. Sing a new song to him and sing song. Heaven's mercy. Yeah. Holy, holy, holy. The Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. 
right now, singing over the universe, singing over your life. Clothed in rainbows of living color, flashes of ago a few years ago I'm going to show you this picture you yeah, can sit down it's fine great a few years ago in I was in northern India and there's a picture that's going to come up on the screen right now is a of a family let's wait for the picture to come up right, so a few years ago I was in northern India and this family had come in for a conference from the village that they were working in they're the only Christians in the village at that time. The uh, husband, the, me and the guy on the right were speaking in the conference and the, the family are there with their, with their children. And um, they told me their story and he's, he's deaf because um, the Hindu priests train their members how to smack a Christian around the face in such a way to perforate their eardrum. And that's what happened to him. His wife was beaten up in the street and their house was set on fire. And their children, the girl, was beaten in school. And I said to them just privately, I said, when is enough enough? You're going back there now. When is enough enough? When do you say that's it? We're leaving. And they looked at me like this crazy white man. You know nothing. We don't run away, we stay. We stay. If we run away, no one knows about Jesus. We stay. And I've often reflected on that family. And I do believe that the only way you stay is because you've seen something. Thanks, Rob. And you hear something. And this family had heard a song, a sound, 
from eternity is all in your scriptures. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything and I will adore you. Jesus, I pray that every man and every woman in this place will see and hear the sound of heaven. Just stay there. Just stay here. Let me read it just to close these final few verses. Verse 9. Before I read them, I need to tell you that Domitian had bodyguards around him, but he actually reduced them because he thought that they were they're going to be a coup. So he removed them. Such was his paranoia. He thought that they might kill him. But around the emperor were bodyguards. Verse 9, whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and they say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. John sees around the throne 24 individuals. They're not bodyguards because they are falling down, surrendering before the king, our God on the throne. John and the Christians of Western Turkey, they knew the price for not bowing down to the emperor. The dilemma that the, the parents would have over their children You either go to the market and bow down before the emperor to buy food to bring home or you don't feed your family. What do you do? Such dilemmas, such oppressions, such great difficulties. Do we bow down? Do we surrender to the pressure of our world, to the season that we're in? Do we just give up? 
Do we just say, yeah, you win. I'm going to be defeated. But John looks into the throne room and he sees these 24 and they lay their crowns, all that they've achieved, down before the king. And John realizes there's only one who is worthy and it's not the emperor. And I'm not going to give up I'm not going to give in. But I know what heaven's calling me to do. So I've seen something. I've heard something. And now I know what I've got to do. I've got to bow the knee also. And I've got to surrender also. I do not give up. I do not let go. I stay. I stand firm. And the Holy Spirit is asking you and me today to surrender to the God who is on the throne, who knows everything about your life and all that you're going through, to say, here I am. I worship you. Filled with wonder, awestruck wonder at the mention of your Filled with wonder, awestruck wonder, at the mention of your name. I'm filled, I'm filled with wonder, awestruck wonder, at the mention of your Your name is power, breath and living water, such a marvelous mystery, holy, 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 holy is the Let me ask you to stand to your feet right now and I want to pray over your life right now. If you want to receive from God as I pray for you, just maybe lift your hands to heaven to the one who lifted his hands for you. Cross this church building. Cross into the online stream. And you see every man and you see every woman.
and you know every difficult enemy that's coming against their life, the insecurity and the doubt, the things that they're walking through right now. And I pray for them. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to cause their focus to be lifted higher, to see through your scriptures this morning into heaven's throne room. And to hear a sound of the holiness of God who's a God of the past and the present and the future, our eternal God who calls for our surrender to not give up because of pressure, not to back down, not to say I'm not following Jesus anymore, I'm not coming to church anymore, I'm not going to be praying anymore, I'm not going to be looking at the Bible anymore, I'm not doing worship anymore, I'm backing away because I cannot cope because of my life. We are saying no to those things today Heavenly Father, we are saying yes to you, we are saying we will not give up, we will not back away we are following you Jesus we are as committed to you Jesus as the first day we gave our life to you oh God we will not turn to the left or the right but we will follow you through the ends of our days because you there is no one like you where do we go without you Jesus you are the only one Holy Spirit we surrender to our God here I am here I am I'm yours. No matter what the world throws at me, whatever man says, I'm yours. I pray that prayer of my friends of Derby City Church. Let this word stir into their heart. Holy Spirit, do more with that word than ever possible for a man to do. Let them see, hear, and let them do by surrendering their knee in submission to you. For your glory, I pray.